Hello, everybody. Welcome to OCR and Edited. My name is Juan Carlos, and this is my partner, Dave Claxton. Today, we are speaking with one of the most energetic, positive, and inspirational people in the OCR community. And his name is not Yancy Camp, everybody. It's Yancy Culp. Are you sure we got the right guy? <laughs> I, like, I, was, I totally thought we were doing Yancy Camp. That was that was what I was ready for. <laughs> so Yancy, welcome to the welcome to the show. It's a, a pleasure to have you with us. I love the fact that uh, I feed right into the unedited part of your your podcast. I, as you guys know, I shoot uh, I shoot uh, mental conditioning videos weekly, and I have a standing rule that once that video button once I hit start, I got to roll with it, dude. You got to go. So. You know, sometimes exactly. it's, not, it's not the most polished, but it's it's authentic and genuine, and a little bit of improv. And you you hit it with yeah, you hit it right there. It's authentic. This we don't unedit nothing, so we just go with the punches and go with the flow. So Yancy, here, let me start with asking you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with OCR. Oh, I love telling the story. I was, um, you know, I, I was a competitive athlete my whole life, middle school, high school. Um, really, I was passionate about football, but I was, I, I was a decent track athlete, got a, got a track scholarship. Um, I was that kid that stomped on a campus mad that I wasn't playing football. I was, I was running track across country. Um, spent four years in the, in the United States Navy. Uh, it's probably when I, I kind of tagged that period is when I really fell in love with fitness and training. And that's when I got my first coaching opportunity. I wasn't certified in anything, but I was like, Hey, this guy looks, this guy's fast. He's strong. Let's put him in charge of getting, getting these, uh, what we called fat bodies back then, um, in shape. So they don't kicked out of the military. Um, and then, po you know, I, I stayed fit and stayed competitive in various things, played a year of semi-pro football. Um, but around 2010, I saw this, um, uh, this, I don't remember how I saw it, but this thing, Warrior Dash, came across my feed, probably on Facebook, and I, I walked in, I walked up to this course, nail-biting nervous, freaked out by obstacles, how, how do we complete these obstacles, are these even, I mean, I'm looking out, and I, things that would look so basic today, but for so many of us, we, we didn't know it. We'd never done something like this other than playing out in the pasture as a kid growing up on a ranch, you know, racing with obstacles. <clears throat> but I was drawn to it and I fell in love, I fell in love with it. And then um, did uh, my second, my, so it was Worry Dash, a Spartan Sprint. My third race ever was a Spartan Ultra Beast. Freaking 30 miles in Vermont. It was, and then my uh, shortly after that, I did a 72-hour death race. So it was funny. I, in a matter of a very short period of time, I did the little basic worried ass, the 72-hour death race, and then from that point on to today, just tried to pack everything else you could possibly pack into OCR into the middle between those bookends, and it's been an absolute blast. I've tried just about everything, and um, I'm telling you, man, it gave, it, it, it gave a little – breath of fresh air to so many of us that came from participate, you know, the participatory sport world, running, triathlon, anything else out there that was available to us on a weekend before OCR, and in some cases, very competitive athletes, it gave us something that was a game changer. You know, I call it the, uh, one of the largest fitness movements the world has ever seen. And I truly, 
believe that. I've had people say, well, what do you mean by that? And I'll, I'll explain that for an hour. Um, <laughs> but it really is one of the most amazing fitness movements the world has, has ever seen. Well, I mean, if you take a look, you're, if, exactly what you say, if you take a look on anybody's Facebook feed that's big into OCR, almost all of them have this transformation too. They, they almost all see this picture, and myself included, where we've gone, I think one as well, where we've gone from guys that were maybe, you know, into other sports, but definitely not the kind of fitness level that you ended up in through OCR. And all of a sudden this thing changes your life and you are, boom, you, you, you realize what being fit is. I didn't even know what being fit was before OCR. I knew what being strong was. I didn't know what being fit was. I, could, I had, couldn't, couldn't place exactly a definition on, you know, who was fitter and who was. I, I got to figure it out now. <laughs> I mean, I could see. Yeah. A good example of that, that, that from a coaching perspective that I see all the time I haven't seen it much this year because we haven't had many races, but what I've seen <laughs> is so many extremely high level, let's take runners, for example, and we'll throw in maybe triathletes, extremely high level athletes come in and the massive percentage of them get completely soul crushed. Guys that run a 14 minute 5k, ladies that run a 17 minute 5k, and they don't know what the hell to do out there at, at first. And some of them <laughs> dive in and stay with it long enough and become cyborgs out on course. And now, you know, they've, their, their 5k time has dropped a little bit. They put on 10 pounds of lean muscle mass, and now they are 10 times more functional than they ever were in that sport that they were really good at. So yeah, it's, I like it a bunch of cyborgs, man, just amazing men and women that they can go out there and tackle very tough courses and go, go unbroken. And it's very, very, they're, they're very, very functional. It, it, it is a, it's a very functional sport uh, by design and the type of athlete that it creates. Yeah. Yancy, so I love your mission uh, statement or your model statement. Um, you take ordinary humans and you transform them into just external athletes. So tell us more about Yancy Camp. Okay, because you seem to have some great athletes, that elite athletes that work with you. And, and help train these ordinary humans into these amazing athletes that are coming out of your camp. So tell us a little bit about Yancy Camp. So before the world of OCR migrated into my world, I'd, I'd spent many, many years coaching large group fitness. Personal training, small to mid-size and very large, like we're talking 80 people at my workout and, and we're going for an hour. And what happens with that over many, many years, uh, 12 plus years of doing that, is you have the wonderful opportunity to work with the 99 percenters. Everyday Joe and Jane, that's just trying to be a little better version of themselves. Um, and the way I like to put it is taking care of the beautiful machine so we can wake up 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now and still have a body that allows us to continue enjoying this beautiful world of ours, going to work, providing for ourselves, saying yes to that vacation when our grandkids invite us, you know, we're 67 years old, where we've taken care of, of the body. So I absolutely love, I mean, I'm going to be honest, you put me in the truth serum. I love coaching the one percenters, the, the athletes that uh, are, are chasing championships that are, that are, that are upset if they're not on the podium from the high school level, <laughs> college level, professional level, and OCR, you know, the, the one percenters, but really and truly the, the greatest accomplishment that any coach will ever have is it, it, it comes from the, 
that, that, that athlete that calls you on a Sunday or, or five minutes after the race and says, coach, we've been doing this for three years and I ran my first clean race today. Nice. Or coach, I did not walk a single portion of that Spartan beast today or, or for five years at OCRWC, they, they've tried, they've tried and tried mm -hmm. and they, they're crying and they're, they're, they're FaceTiming you and showing you that they kept their band. <laughs> the band did not get cut off. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, man, for every, um, I love, you know, I could have a conversation with Ryan Kent and I love it. It's magical, man. We're, we're, it's just a little different feel. And, and Ryan would even tell you that the, the, what happens are those people that come finish the course five hours after him, you know, or, or any of the other awesome athletes I get to work with. We talked about Allison Ty earlier. You know, th those are the moments. Th those are the that that's where life change happens. Those are the people that really and truly you, you you know you see the course difference. My the most magical race experience I ever had was was doing a Spartan race with my wife and her sister and uh, my brother in law, who are, are much slower. But I saw the course in a different light. I had, I remember I hadn't done it in three or four years like that. It just out there racing. And I'll go back and cheer for my, my you know, the, the people that I coach and stuff. But just being out there in the course in that atmosphere, that's the game change. And that's, the, you know, really and truly is about the 99% or so. Long story short, for Yancey Camp, I, I think I've had a level of success because my focus will always be on the 99 percenters. You know, you know, we have the, the, the premier OCR athlete program where the 99 percenters can team with me and one of those one percenters, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're getting to see the same type of workouts that they get to do all written and uh, easily scaled down. But, you know, we're, we're bringing it all together. Uh, myself as the coach, the high level athletes and hey, jump in this on this team with us and let's see what you you can accomplish. And uh, I don't, I don't think I would have, I wouldn't have anywhere near the memories that I have in my fitness career at 48 years old. If it would have always been about, you know, just diving in and focusing in on the, the one percenters chasing podiums. Um, that's my greatest memories will come from the 99 percenters. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, we've, we've gone through this on the show many times. It, we always believe in OCR or anything like that it is so worth it to get a coach of some kind. I mean, we, we can get ourselves through the course, everybody can, but it completely changes how you'd feel mm -hmm. your, your fitness level and how you feel out there. If you have a coach that has guided you in a good direction, I know it's been a world of difference for me. Um, yeah. And Yancey camp is an amazing site. It's an amazing program. It's really well done. Um, highly recommend it to anybody out there. Check out Yancey camp. So worth it. Um, oh, yeah. Now you, you talked about, Memories, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to go flashback a little bit because my first memory of actually Yancey Cult was uh, I was just getting into OCR. This would have been, I think, I don't know, 2016 or so like that. I was a little later than most, but I remember seeing World's Toughest Mudder on the CBS broadcast and seeing you coaching April D. And I just remember you like <laughs> just the the intensity level and everything like that. So flashback to to World's Toughest Mudder because I know you've you've coached April, you've coached um, uh, Morgan as well, like. Tell, tell me some of your, your memories of World's Toughest Mudder and, and, you know, coaching experience. Because that, that's got to be – to sit there and coach somebody for 24 hours out there. And you're not just coaching one person. You're coaching multiple athletes. And the one thing I've heard – and, again, I believe this was from Allison that when you're being coached by Yancey at World's Toughest Mudder, he might be coaching six people. But when you're there, 
it's you're the only one he's talked to. He's completely focused on you. So, I mean, how do you pull that off? How do you? I'll tell you what, man, I, we, we could sit on this one for 10 minutes. It's, it is the most <laughs> magical. There's a reason why people were so devastated when they saw World's Toughest Motor was canceled because that experience, and I, I told Joe, I have a wonderful opportunity to work with Joe DeSena a lot, and I, I, I said, Joe, that experience is in a league of its own. It's like you have World's Toughest Mudder experience as an athlete or a coach or and a spectator, and you have other stuff over here. It's a different magical experience um you know i raced it uh uh 14 and 15 earned my my brown bib and um was definitely was not prepared i just had to experience from a coaching perspective i've always felt you know that i was blessed to to take on this coaching role in a time when i was able to go out and experience all the races because it is one of those sports where this would be a tough sport to really coach well if you've never it's just a Every time I race a new race or something that I hadn't done before, it's like your coaching changes a little bit. So, I, you know, in 16, 16, we'll talk about 16. That was very, very unique because I was, um, I was knee deep in the middle of stage three cancer. And um, it was the most memorable experience for me because I was, um, I mean, I was just a wreck of myself, but that, that race lifted me up. I had, I had my athletes out there and it just, it lifted me up mentally. Um, I, I remember feeling like I was floating on cloud nine for, for 24 plus hours, actually 72, the preparation the day after every single bit of that. But um, yeah, you mentioned that, you know, I, I had the wonderful experience uh, working with April and, and Morgan, Morgan took third in in 2016, and that's such a roller coaster ride, man. It is a there's so you're like this the whole time. There's so much that can yeah. go wrong as an athlete. Um, you know, Morgan's Morgan's fallen off and knocked herself out of the freaking race before. Um, Allison, I'm gonna be honest. My one of my greatest ex experiences was um, I'm brain farting a little bit. I believe it was 17 when um, I just followed Allison on that course so much and it was such a roller coaster ride for her. Um, she ended up, um, she ended up, uh, ended up on the podium and she had had a great year with the toughest mutters uh, that year. I think she was the actual, the champion. She, she tied with Lindsay on, on mileage, but won the, the overall. And Allison is such a, a mentally stable person out on course. And um, we just had so many interactions that I remember out on course when I would just had five or six spots that I would bounce around. And, and the unique thing about the coaching perspective in, in World's Toughest Mudder is, you know, different than if, if I'm coaching you during a super or something, I'm, I'm jumping into your shit, man. It's like, we go, we drop the freaking hammer, we go. There's none of this jacking around, it's time. But from a coaching perspective, dude, you're, you guys know, you could, I could see Allison in six different states of mentality, mm -hmm. you know, and you have to, that's, it's like, you've got to, you got to mesh with that. You can't come in like a bull in a China closet because especially when you've done it, I've been in all six of those states of mindset when I'm, when it's freaking you're on mile 45 and you know, hell there's, there's 10 hours left. 
And, and I'm using my case as an example. It's like, there's 10 hours left. I'm like, 50 miles is going to be hard. And I'm at mile 45. You're like, you're, and you're like, wait a second, can I finish this lap? And you're, you're hallucinating. And it's a freaking roller coaster ride. So an athlete that you know, or they're going through those same emotions and the same mental and physical stress. And, but they're going for podium. They're at mile 45 and they're shooting for 90 and they're and they, so that, that, and they get on that roller coaster and you're trying to graciously maneuver that lap with them and be a part of the race with them. It is, it's an experience that, you know, and I've, I've, I've worked with uh, the year that uh, Glenn, you know, I was coaching Glenn, Miguel, uh, um, Mark Jones working with so many athletes on the, on the, on the teams that they had the battle a couple years ago when they had the battle and, and, and the one team got, they, they, they won by a little bit. They get kicked down to because of, of, of Woodsy, the Woodsy situation. Long story short, it is an experience that you'd love to be able to snap your fingers and say, everybody walking the planet get to experience that from an athlete perspective and from a spectator slash coaching perspective, because it's just a, it's a beautiful roller coaster ride. And it's, it's one of the reasons why people are so dang devastated because we don't get to experience that um, this year. And I remember being going into 2014 and I've got to, I've got to do this and being so, it was the greatest nervous feeling I've ever had. That starting corral, the preparation, it's the most, it's 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 a it's a top three all time OCR experience for, for me, and I can easily say it's it, it, it may be number one. So yeah, man, I can talk about this one for a long, long time. We need we need way more time for World Stuff. Is yeah, Modern. yeah, it, it was. I did I did twenty seventeen, and you hit the nail on the head. One of one of a kind experience. You, you, yeah. It seems like other races have tried to simulate it, tried to tried to make a, a similar thing, and it just it just doesn't happen. WTM has got. Got that thing locked down. It's fantastic. Iceland, Iceland 17 was one of my top three. I was coaching uh, Allison there, and she had a great race. Um, when does she have a bad one? Yeah, she does. She's, she's, got, a, she's got a cot set up on the podium. <laughs> but uh, Iceland, Iceland 2017 was, was a magical experience. Yeah. All right. Um, so, really, the big reason we're here. Decafit going crazy, and I just want to reminisce of one more thing that leads into Decafit because they are similar. Back in the day, for only two years, they had TMX, mm-hmm. and I remember again another thing. You were very involved in the coaching. I was lucky enough to do TMX in Florida. Um, you seemed like you were a part of it from the beginning, as far as coaching uh, different athletes. Like, tell me, how was TMX? Because I mean, and this just goes to your range that you coach from. I mean, you're coaching from 24 hours world stuff is mutter to one mile TMX. So you're essentially the coach of Ryan, not the coach of Ryan Atkins, but you're doing what Ryan Atkins did, but from the coaching perspective, how does that vary? How do you use the same skills coaching TMX as you do coaching world stuff is mutter? And what was the experience like there? Well, one, uh, I love to coach and I, you know, I went and did TMX Virginia. I thought that was extremely important. I mean, I, I it, it was, I was a hot mess at, at that time. Um, uh, physically, I, I was, I was, I was in a terrible, terrible place, but I, I was like, I got to get out on course um, and, and experience that. That was, um, um, 
that, that was that was a tough time for 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 me mentally and physically. Um, I, I just wrapped up my my last chemotherapy treatment. Um, but Sorry to hear that. No, it was uh, amazing. Um, it's it's we for anybody that's experienced something like that, you you look back on it. It's like it, it's it's a gift. You know, you you pinch the life out of each day a little more than you did prior. To that, and I think a lot of people that have had near-death experiences or overcome uh, challenging situations uh, medically or, or, or health-wise. Um, so that was just a very unique time. But I, I said I've got to go. I have to get my my mind and my body out on that course. And uh, it whoop. <laughs> um, and I had I had no, numerous athletes there. Uh, Benny Gifford was one that had a great race that day, and. Um, I, I tell you what, man, that's a race that I really wish could have made it. Um, it was definitely for the one percenters, 99% of people walking the planet could finish that race. Um, but what, what, a, what a fun, what a fun race that, you know, 17 and 18, the, the amount of freaking cyborgs that came out and experienced that and seeing the best of the best. I argue that Ron Atkinson's performance in 2017 is the reason. I don't know if you guys follow Jack and I's, the the goat. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we're Rocket. big fans. That's the race. Ron got second in that race, but that's the race that put him forever as my number one because he showed he he knocked out a bunch of high level CrossFit athletes that day in a race that really caters towards CrossFitters. Of course, Hunter won. Ron almost beat Hunter that day. It was arguably one of the greatest performances I've ever seen because Atkins dominates all things ultra endurance. He's untouchable. He's never lost a race oh, yeah. over 12 hours. And he showed the most amazing range and insane strength and strength endurance and power in a very short race. And um, it, that, you know, seeing how well the OCR athletes did, uh, teamed up or side by side with the CrossFitters in 1718 told me it really kind of validated the epic range that the that OCR top level OCR athletes have on the male and, and female side. But to get back to your question, it's just, um, you've got to, you can't really fake it. You, you need to, you need to really be able to wrap your mind around the, you know, the coaching. And it's one of the reasons why we have like, you know, like you can team with, like, you know, if you're coming to Yancey camp and you're into all kinds of, you're into stadiums and, and, and DECA fit and, and maybe high rocks and other short, like that crazy power things. Well, like, okay, well, Orla Walsh is a great athlete for you to team up with, or, you know, or Christopher Wooley on the, on the men's side, an athlete that I cut, that's a freaking cyborg that I've been working with for about five years down in Australia. Um, but yeah, you, you know, there's just um, a lot of it, a lot of it is interchangeable because so many of the athletes love to very few athletes hardcore specialize you know they like to it's all fun so we like to waffle back and forth and do a lot of it but um at a certain point uh, you have athletes that find their best day of racing when they do allow themselves to specialize um a little bit but uh yeah i mean i love i love the the high rocks the, the tmx De deca fit the stadiums that's, that's, you know, I was a, I was a short to middle distance runner, kind of an 800 meter miler was my best. So that's kind of genetically, that's what wraps up in, in, in my fitness package, even at 48 than, than compared to other stuff. So I'm, I'm naturally drawn to, to that stuff, but, but I love it all, man. 
again, see, um, Dave, I'm glad you brought this uh, regarding High Rocks. To our audience, could you explain to our audience what is High Rocks and what is Decopit? Yeah, um, I love uh, I love what High Rocks is is doing. Obviously, I love what we're doing over at, at Decafit. Um, I, I remember pitching the idea to Joe back in uh, in, in November. It, it's a very unique story, um, and I'll, I'll take a few minutes here to tell the story because I think it's um, I think it's worth telling. Um, Absolutely. So Go ahead. So I reached out to the the High Rocks CEO. I, about as my, I love what you guys are doing, and I said, "Would you guys be interested in teaming with with Spartan?" And for about a month, that was happening. I mean, there was a, there was like handshake deals, handshake deals through the phone, and it was it was going to happen. Um, you know, there was because uh, we we love what they're what they're doing over there. Definitely some things that, and, and when I start diving into Decafit, you'll you'll understand some of the things that that I, that I thought would be a good change. Um, but last minute, you know, there was about a month where we were really, it, it was pretty much a done deal, um, this close. And, you know, the last minute they decided to sign with, uh, with Ironman. And I was, I was actually in Pittsfield at the time shooting a bunch of content with, with Joe, the death race was going on. I don't know if you've heard of Spartan edge. I'm a, I'm a coach on Spartan edge and that we were shooting a ton of content with that. And Joe's like, dude. High Rocks just signed with Iron Man. And I'm like, well, I got, we got some great ideas. Let's, <laughs> I got, I got a plan. And um, it's one of I those blessings in disguise. Both, we are better off with both. Just like if CrossFit had a competitor or anything that has a competitor, we don't look on our side. And I think they are they're a bunch of great people over at High Rocks. I know all, just about all of them. And they are, I love, they have the same mission that we do at Spartan is, is how, what can we do to, to impact millions of lives? Um, I think the main difference is I've, I've seen both. I've, I've been behind the scenes at both. Um, our number one mission at, Deca, at DecaFit is, I'll summarize like this. This will be the elevator pitch summarization. If you and I pulled a thousand people off, to the, off the street and we brought them into DecaFit. I'm a hundred percent honest. I've seen it. I've we vetted it out, especially in Florida and in in Colorado. Ninety nine percent of those people, and half of them, never even been involved in a functional fitness program in their life, or a fitness program at all. They're they're relatively unfit or, or grossly unfit in many ways. Ninety nine percent of them are going to be able to earn their Deca mark day one. I mean, with 30 seconds of instruction, hey, there's this, go do it. And they're going to be able to walk themselves and drag themselves through those 10 zones. Um, I think, you know, the way High Rocks is set up, there, there's a large percentage of people walking the planet that just can't finish that race. That sled um, is, is, is crushing. That, that, that sled is huge. Like it's yeah, the sled and, and 100 wall balls. 100 wall balls. Um, but I love what they're doing. I, I, it's, um, you know, and... Uh, with DecaFit, we wanted to walk that fine line with the 99 percenters can do it. But when Isaiah Vidal did the Deca mile in Jacksonville, he looked at me and said, Yancey, that's, that's one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life. Um, it promoted zone five anaerobic. It promoted dropping the hammer, pedal to the metal as long as I can, burn the match as hard as I can, 
and then find another match to burn on the second half of the race. And it just, you know, it's just a little different uh, experience. I love how High Rocks is, is a, is a, is a, is a, in one hand, it's a, it's an endurance race. Yeah. Um, while also throwing in an insane level of, 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 of strength and power and strength and power endurance. Um, we just, it's a slightly different model. We really wanted to, you know, we had 450 people approximately test. Uh, we went into 12 gyms and, and activated in 12 gyms, the DECA Strong affiliate program. We have DECA Strong affiliates signing up on the daily. We're doing Zoom calls on the daily onboarding. And what DECA Strong is, and we vetted this out in Florida, is you, you, you activate the 10 zones with two minor modifications in zone fours and eight. You activate the zones in your gym in a very small footprint. Um, and you test, people test and train with purpose and they can compete in a way they're doing a Spartan race inside their, their gym. They're in their deck of strong mark, which is no running. And in certain cases at several gyms like slash fitness, we activated the deck of mile where you put 160 meters of running before every zone and a cone 80 meters out and back or 160 meter run around the gym or whatever. Um, so it's very basic rudimentary functional fitness activations, training and testing with purpose, competing inside the gyms makes it radically scalable. Um, in the business world, if we're talking money, if we're talking reaching millions, whatever we're talking about in the business world, if you can't scale, you're dead. Mm -hmm. And as a, you know, Joe and I like, let's, let's, we, we gotta be able to scale. So we could have our Super Bowl events in the Denver Broncos Coliseum or Dallas Cowboys indoor sports center, whatever. For every one of those events we have, we can have 500 events going on in thousands of gyms across the world where millions of people are earning their deck of strong mark every three months, every month. And we're showing them that the fitness needle is moving. Here's the deal. What happens in people's second homes, it's their gyms in many cases, what happens in those gyms is, is pure magic. The, the, the gracious pressure that gets put on us when we, other people around us, you know, Susie's going to be there tomorrow. Jack's going to be there tomorrow. I got to be there tomorrow. I, I got to make that, that DecaFit class where we, you know, where we're training uh, in that, that group fitness class or, or whatever that's going to do, whatever happens in that gym to make me a better version of myself mentally and physically moving the fitness needle. That gracious pressure is, is pure freaking it's, it works. Research has shown getting in there and collaborating and meshing in with those others. And that's what we are. 99% of our mission is what's going to happen inside the fitness facilities. We love the big Super Bowl events, but what's happening in there, I'll, I'll, I can show you some videos. Uh, I'll send you some links. I mean, every gym, Jared and I are crying. You, you see <laughs> the magical moments. Trinity Fitness Southside, I'll, I'll paint a picture for you real quick here. 40 people show up. 30 of them are, are testing. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, Trinity Fitness Fleming. 10, I'm like, I don't know about this. I'm not really into the competition thing. Um, well, halfway through when Jack and Susie are earning their mark and they're realizing, wow, I'm the same level of fitness as Jack and Susie and they just earned their deck of strong mark. You see them go over and put their name on the whiteboard, the dry race boards, like I'm going to do it now. And, and five or six of them compete in every single one of them earn their deck of strong mark. And it was just the memories that were created there as we were vetting out this process were, were magical. Joe DeSena came into Trinity Fitness Southside and earned his deck of strong mark barefoot because the day before he'd given his shoes away in or in Orlando to, to a needy uh, a kid. Um, just, it was, I was like, Joe, do you realize 
that you just did a Spartan race. You're the CEO and founder of Spartan. You realize you just did a Spartan race slash Decafit race inside Trinity Fitness Southside in Jacksonville, Florida. And those are light bulb moments that are like, they're so stinking impactful because gyms are knocking down our door now to get activated because nothing is the gamification that comes with this is, is just, uh, and, 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 and the bonding and, and that, that gracious pressure that comes with, um, group fitness. It's, I've been doing it for a long, long time, man. And it, it's very, very powerful. Okay, man, you touched on like a whole whack of crap that I'd love to question you about. So, I, okay, so I'm going to start with a pretty simple question first, right off the bat. And it's a bit of a technical question because uh, I, I wanted to know. So you currently have your, you got your DECA strong, you got your DECA mile, and then there was the original DECA, which was going to be a 5K uh, running loop with the 10 stations. So my first question is, are all three going to be staying around? Absolutely. Okay. Now, DECA strong... Our, our affiliate program is actually called uh, DECA Fit Strong. Legally, it's DECA Fit Strong. Um, DECA is a very simple word, hard to get IP on that. But, but just in talking, it's DECA Strong, the okay. DECA Strong affiliate program. That gotcha. is weird. That doesn't mean we won't activate that at other events. I have an event uh, coming up with uh, U.S. Army Special Forces versus U.S. Air Force Special Forces. Where they're gonna oh, that would be fun. It's DECA Strong. Um, but Decker Strong truly allows for a phenomenal activation inside a small space in a, in a, in a gym. Um, Decker Mile, we talked about that, which is exactly what we activated at Jacksonville. Um, it's just a smaller activation, more convenient activation. It can be active. You know, our brand, we like to try to activate it. We, we want everything to be indoors if possible. Yeah. But it's super easy to activate a Decker Mile outside because you don't need as much space. I could activate it on a football field. I could activate it anywhere. I could do an 80 meter cone out and back. I could do it in a, in a, in a basketball gym for, for that matter. The DECA fit is our, as you said, that's our five, our 5k. Another one that we're very excited about is our DECA ultra. Um, you know, down the road when we activate DECA fit, let's say we're inside a, uh, you know, the, the big Coliseum of fitness when we're doing a DECA fit event, well, the DECA Ultra is, is six rounds of that. It's 30K each zone, um, each zone six times. You just keep going all freaking day long. You know, if it takes you an hour to do DECA Fit, it's going to be six plus hours to earn your DECA, DECA Ultra. We've, we've learned with Spartan, man, there's a small percentage of the population that loves all things crazy. Oh. I'm guilty of it sometimes. Once a year, I got to do something crazy stupid. And <laughs> I would love to do, if I could go to a DECA Ultra right now, count me in. But to answer your question, yes. Let's, let's fast forward five five years. Yep. Ninety plus percent of all official Deca marks that are earned are going to be Deca strong because the scaling that happens in you know for every one big time event where fifteen hundred people show up, two thousand people show up. Again, if we have a thousand affiliates out there, two thousand affiliates, and they're they're testing all their members during the onboarding process, and then once a quarter at a minimum you have millions of DECA strong marks being, being earned. And in some cases, um, DECA mile, there's so much, I mean, I've got 50 packaged ways to do DECA strong. For example, let's say you and I, the three of us own a gym, September's rolling around. We're going to activate the, the DECA partner uh, competition in September where you and I team up Dave mm -hmm. and we zones up and then October rolls around. We're activating the DECA strong double where the reps, calories and meters are all doubled. Um, okay. something fun and new every month 
And then we have the DECA open. We're doing a kind of a low scale offering of DECA open. We're going to announce that. This is actually the first place I've announced this. It's a good, it's a good time to do it. <laughs> but in 2021, we're going to have the actual DECA strong open where just like CrossFit open, you, you would do DECA strong in your gym, submit your YouTube video, and we're able to go in and, and review that and uh, see who makes the podium. Awesome. Uh, go for one. Go ahead. In June in Jacksonville, um, you brought in Decamile. How was your experience? What was people's take on it? What were the pros and cons with Decamile? Was Spartan it successful? A, yeah, Spartan has a ranking system. Let me spend a few seconds on that. I'll, I'll tell you what. That everything's what when you get to see behind the scenes i know there's haters but when you get to actually work behind the scenes i'm telling you right now there is such a beautiful meticulous process and the insane amount of brilliant people that work for that company we were on sop calls and operational calls and zooms and google hangouts freaking daily going through the meticulous process that it was going to take to make sure we pull Jacksonville off in a respectful way to respect COVID and everything that it, it, it's thrown on us and respect Floridians and everybody looking in on us such a, and I'm telling you right, that was a huge money loss. Oh yeah. But our rockstar CEO said, we've got to show the world that we can do this. So huge props for that. But we have a, there's a rating uh, process um, kind of a survey monkey type thing. It's not survey monkey, but it, where people rate across many uh, different uh, bullet points. And we received, I think, a 92 rating. It was one of the, it was, Spartan was extremely impressed with the rating that we got. And so much of that is about the customer experience and how much they enjoyed the experience. And then there's some other things. But it was, it was 90 plus degrees. It was probably 90% humidity. It was outdoors. It was radically hot, but the people loved it. We were not able to activate how we really want to activate. Um, we had six lanes, uh, two lanes with three lanes in each lane. Um, so we could have up to six people out launching six at a time. Um, and then once they got about a third of the way down, you could launch new people, of course. But it was just people this was the one thing like Nancy can we can you guys activate this before on Friday before every Spartan race and I'm gonna be honest that's probably not gonna happen <laughs> um but uh it was it was great to hear those type of questions come in and just it was so cool seeing functional fitness out there at, at a at a Spartan race but I think you know kicking back to you know why you saw the the popularity and higher actually popularity in TMX why, why, why things like a stating race are popular, just that shorter, you know, red line above lactate threshold effort that a lot of us like. And we also love the ultra endurance. We love everything in between, but it, um, people love that. And it was, it was, it was exciting to get some great, great feedback and to see them excited in that starting corral as we shot them out there and, and to hear the great feedback afterwards. So I got a question is again, logistical, um, and I'll probably ask two or three questions here because you're probably going to answer them if I don't get a chance to ask them anyway. Um, so when you were down in Florida for DECA, so question part of it is logistically when you were sending off two people at a time or, or whatever the case may be, is, is that a viable model to maintain? You know, is it, you know, cause that, do you get enough time in the day to, to run enough people through the course? And uh, also with that too, I'll ask you, 
in the creation of the Decafit, so your 10 Deca zones that you created, mm -hmm. um, are you still happy with all the zones that you created? Is there any that maybe you want to change up or that may change up in the future? And is it possible that we do a, you know, and we, you mentioned T TMX and one of my favorite things ever, a, a Deca X where maybe it's five obstacles, five stations and you're running. Yeah, see, and I know you guys have thought about that already. It's not my first idea, I guarantee that. So yeah, there's three. <laughs> make, sure, okay, make sure I don't miss it. Um, okay. I want you to ask the first one real quick one more okay. time. Okay, logistically, is it viable to send enough people through yeah, the okay. DECA zones? And is so, there enough time in the day? Here's the deal. It depends on what, like, like in the gym environment for DECA Strong, you know, we had 100 people sign up for slash, mm -hmm. slash a DECA mile. We had two lanes going. Um, and, you know, as long as you're going to stay activated for a while, you're absolutely going to get all of them through. And now that activation, if, if you have to live on the Deca mile in Jacksonville to earn revenue on ticket sales, that's not a great model. But keeping in mind that the, the, the key focus on that, we know that again, we fast forward five years down the road, that 90 plus percent of the people that ever under deck of mark is going to be in the gyms mm -hmm. actually competing actually doing and in some cases you know an event where we have a six-week program and then on the last day we get to go on saturday and we compete that's the type of scaling we are we, we we're, we're planning and scheming behind the scenes here that we're now launching that is um if, if you even only have one lane of equipment in a gym you can still test thousands throughout the year. Now, um, like when I mentioned the small activations that can put, sometimes it's not all about, you know, like at Spartan, you know, there, there's weekends, we sell 12,000 tickets over a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Let me tell you something, you're generating some revenue there. Yes. But when we go to a military base, we go to a prison, like we're going to go to in Florida, or we go to unique special events, or we activate at, or, or even at Jacksonville every now and then, where you're able to really spotlight like at the Emerald coast games we hope to do in, in, in November are the hundred different ways we can activate a smaller activation and have a couple, two, 300 people go through. Um, sponsors love it. The, the, the content that you can create around it for social media, just the, the motivation that you can create. To, to feed that into the gym environment. Like we were able to create epic buzz with those 200 people that went through at the, at the deck of mile. But you know, if you, if you do look at our Super Bowl event where we have about 20 pieces of equipment in every zone and you're sending out 15 every five, six minutes, you are able to push 2000 yeah. people through. But even that, that's a relatively known low number where the grand scheme of things, you're not looking at generating a ton of revenue with those 2000 people in ticket sales. Yes. You're looking at having an amazing event that you can have David Megita on the mic on a 10 foot riser at the 50 yard line and an Epic camera crew and sponsor, you know, you're doing commentary and these, these Epic athletes of all levels of fitness, keep in mind on the same course are earning their decafit mark, you know, in every single speck of that can be easily covered. Now that's pretty dang cool. Yes. Um, so there's there's some. That's, that's there's where I hoped you were going. What's that? That's where I hoped you were going. Yeah, and there's some magic in that, and you you do have to be careful. You, you, we had we had one situation with, with the Deca Mile in Jacksonville, the very first time we were kind of learning as we go a little bit. Uh, we had one situation where where 
where a couple of people caught and we actually had to kick them over to the other lane over there to grab an open piece of, uh, of equipment. You know how at the stadiums we have everybody, we sent out those first couple of waves depending on prior performance. We just didn't know that. And no. you send out your fastest people and then you start sending out the, you know, the slower people, you know, you have a less chance of those faster people, uh, anybody, you know, 10 waves deep catching somebody up there. Cause you got your fastest people that have performed. They've shown that they're a cyborg athlete. You've gotten them out on course. We just didn't have any way to, to, to get to, I'm, I'm, I'm brain farting on the term here, but, um, handicap that those starts. Yep. But, um, yeah, because that was something you. There's a lot you, you, of ways to, to activate. All right, question two, man. Okay, so question two was in the selection of the different zones. Uh, you know, you've got your lunges, you've got your burpees, you've got. Are you happy with the selection of all you do? Is it possible that they're going to change? Or because I mean, I, I look at it here and I look at most of the zones. I'm I think are fantastic. Uh, the box over jumps I like because it's easy to regulate, and you don't have to judging about full stand up position when you do the box jump. The only one that really catches me is the backward lunges with with the ramp is it becomes a form issue and that's harder to judge. And we all know getting good volunteer judges is really difficult. Yeah. Is that, is that perhaps something that might change in the future? The number one rule was I'll walk you through the whole process. It was hundred percent based on rudimentary movement. Mm -hmm. We did not want a single zone. Um, I, I, I'm a, I'm a huge lover of CrossFit, yeah. but half those, half those things, I, I need to go practice them for a freaking year until I'm close. <laughs> being able to compete and be my best at that. We didn't want anything that was high risk for our unfit people. And we didn't want anything that, 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 had, that had a barrier of entry for learning the movement. So rudimentary is kind of the, the word we lean on. When you look at the 2000, 3000 years ago, these were movements that weren't about fitness. They were about building rudimentary shelters, gathering food, living. And then even, even the rowing, which has been a mode of transportation for two, three, 4,000 plus years. Cycling has been a mode of transportation for 500 plus years. Every single piece of it was about true functional fitness, low barrier of entry, low risk of injury. Um, Decazone one was originally squats. Mm -hmm. I, I knew that that was going to create, that was going to create, that was going to be a tough zone to judge because you were going to have to have the standard that you must get at or below hip crease must get out of below the knee. Um, I didn't like that. And, and I working with thousands of clients over the years, I knew that there was just going to be an issue with range of motion and whatnot. So I knew the rear, the reverse alternate reverse lunges was going to be a better movement for the masses. And it was still going to tax the legs of the cyborg athletes. Um, when you, when you, when you turn it into you know, the basic standards are knee must touch the ground behind you. That knee must be at or below the hip or behind it. It's basically like bending down and picking something up almost. And then you must come up, uh, you must fully stand up and then alternate legs. The alternating of the legs helps get people taller a little bit. We definitely have a percentage of people that are trying to turn it into a split squat jump. Well, um, I mean, it, uh, I didn't see it, but I've seen Isaiah do other events and I could guarantee he'd be a guy that I would see would be trying to find a way around, you know, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's just, you know, he's trying yeah, to oh shave no. every second he can. Every, I would love to be able to say, snap my fingers and have every single movement where you literally don't even have to judge it. Yeah. Um, that's that one, the burpee, um, and, and a few others are, have some minor judging that you have to focus yeah. on. You have to focus on, and it's very easy inside the gyms 
such yes. a close, you know, it's, you're, you're right there. What we do is we partner people. We take everybody through a, a class on here's, here's the zones. Here's what they look like. Here's the rep count. Here's the basic movement standards. And we, we paint the, we want to paint the picture that, Hey, this is a mark that you're earning. So you got to make sure we're, we're counting reps and if, uh, the gym owner, a coach or a trainer that's gone through a referee course has got to be there actually activating that, the, the testing that day we're counting every rep and, and we're following those, those movement standards. Um, just like anything, there's going to be, you, you like to push out as much subjectivity as possible, but that's, that is impossible to do. Um, so we, you know, we have th that, that's a tough one, but, um, those 10 zones, we did make a minor modification to four and eight. If you're activating in a gym and here's the reason why four and eight are the only two pieces of equipment, only two zones that require something that's not a, a fitness piece of equipment. And that's the rebounder on the wall, medicine ball throw and the, and the four foot wall on the wall over. So we turn that to a med ball setup, very, very similar movement. And we turn it to a shoulder over for DECA zone eight. Again, very similar movement, but you're able to take out those two pieces of equipment, allowing you to activate in a very, very uh, more logistical conducive environment and, and not throwing you that curveball. Um, but kind of like the decathlon and track and field, we have zero... Um, desire to ever change a single zone because we want this to be unlike just about everything that's ever happened. There's, there's wonderful tests out there, tests that, that we're addicted to tons of CrossFit wads. If it's Murph or if it's Helen or if it's Fran or whatever, if it's, if it's a triathlon, if it's a 5k, if it's a mile, if it's your freaking 40 yard dash, if it's your bench press max, you know, what's your bench, bro? What's your 40 yard time? What's your mile time? What's your marathon time? What is your DECA mark time? What's your DECA strong time? That's where we are going with this. We want that to be in that type of conversation. But the key to make this, the, the key to gamify this and to always have something to go back to to see if you're moving your functional fitness needle is you can't ever change it. It's got yeah, to yeah. be the same. And that to answer your question is I, 10 years from now, I want to look back and say, that's the, that's how you're in the mark. Now you have fun with it by saying, Hey, we're going to go, we're going to go deck a heavy this month. Dude, mm -hmm. we are, those are hundred pound dead balls, nice. you know, for some people in your gym and 70 pound dead balls and the distance is doubled. It's 50 cows. And you know, you could, you could have fun with that kind of, it's, it's a hundred pound dumbbell in each hand with the farmer's carry and 70 for the ladies in each hand. You could periodically do fun stuff like that, but the actual official mark, that in, in our, this is some of our some of the things we're looking at that our, our military is testing on our police our fire um, high schools um, I mean think of any group out there on the campus of 3M Dell Apple Google Nike again I'm just spitballing but where HR directors have Deca Strong activated in their functional fitness uh, gyms and it's like it's an onboarding process you get hired as an employee we're already talking to people about this and Hey, we want you to earn your deck of strong mark within your first week because fitness <laughs> is very important to us. And we have, we have a functional fitness training programs here and every quarter we get together and we retest because I know you sit in the cubicle and use your brain a lot, but we feel like we really want to promote health and wellness here. So it's important that you earn your deck of strong mark. And we want to be able to show you at the end of the year that you've, you've improved your, your fitness needle. That's the kind of cool stuff we're looking at here. And for that to work, everybody that walks into that, you know, whatever business every day 
we want them just about all of them to be able to earn their mark the day they walk in there. We, we can't have something that has a crazy barrier of entry, but guess what? Don't forget what Isaiah told me the moment he finished that deck of mile coach. That's one of, well, I don't coach him anymore, but I did coach him for a long time. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he still calls me coach. He's a coach. That's one of the hardest freaking things I have ever done in my life. And that's coming from a kid that's done a lot. He's tried it all, man. And he's been very good at all of it because it was, uh, you know, and then people that took four times as long to get it, it was also one of the hardest things they've ever done, but they did it. You mentioned zone three real quick. It's very important. I, I always, that, that's a scary one for people when they just look at it as box jump over. Yes. That's also a box step up over. Yes. Um, and for DECA strong and, and DECA mile activations inside the fitness facilities, we allow everybody to do a step up and over. That's a slower way to do it if you're competing. But, you know, again, that's, that's, dramatically reducing the barrier of entry just about everybody walking the planet it may take them a while but can step up and over that box 20 times and, and you know actually I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because i i'm i may have been reading an older version but i read on on a rules of it where it was a competitive had to be a two-foot jump at, at a decapin event <laughs> where we do have elite and open registration mm -hmm. if you do register for elite where there's prize money involved yes that is a box jump over Gotcha. Now, to keep it ridiculously simple, because we, we group all of you together in the world at a DECA Strong event inside a gym, for example, or DECA Mile, everybody is under the exact same standards because you all populate the same leaderboard. Now, we'll have competitions sometimes. And, and heck, Isaiah could, could say, you know what? I'm going to save my energy on zone three today, and I'm going to take 20 extra seconds, and I'm going to do a step up and over. Yeah, I don't you see know, that happening. It, <laughs> and no, 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 that's what you want to do but if you want your best time you better be doing freaking bunny rabbit yeah. hops back and forth as fast as you can so anyway what was right, the, question, man? the last one the last one of that set right you're doing awesome by the way thank you and i honestly you're 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 preaching to the choir i totally am on board with everything you're saying here dude i apologize every podcast i've ever been on in my life is like I, it's like god dang that that could that could be two freaking hours because of yancey that's that's what that's why everybody wants you on the podcast <laughs> nobody wants a nobody wants a guest who's going to sit there and not say anything all right go ahead okay uh and this is uh this is my penny in the wishing well uh deca x mixed obstacles and uh and workout stations along with the run is this something i, I guarantee it's something you guys have thought of is this actually a possibility that could happen paint paint your picture give me a little better visual right now so i mean this this would be something along the lines of where maybe you have a deck a mile, but instead of you remove five of the workout stations and have five basic Spartan obstacles instead, you know maybe oh, you'll have your monkey you. bars, monkey bars, a bender, uh, you know eight foot wall, whatever the case may be, five different obstacles instead of five of the workout stations, and you have essentially a deck you know X, whatever yeah. you want to call it. No, I'll be perfectly honest. I love uh, the great thing about our our CEO is dude, he he wants everybody to see as see and hear as much of behind the scenes stuff as possible he's so authentic and genuine he would i can always say i can it, it's you're comfortable saying i can speak for joe yeah. because you, you know he would he almost doesn't he just doesn't try to curb curb things he loves educate letting people know what's going on behind the scenes we've talked about stuff like that there's nothing on the books it's like okay oh. <laughs> launch this next year but you know we've talked about ways to integrate you know how you could mesh in like, think about how you could mesh Decafit into a stadium race, for example, in certain yeah, ways. Yeah, absolutely. And like, oh, wow, you know, now, you know, we've got these where they're very judgeable. And, 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 and to be perfectly honest, some of the state, 
the stadium kind of does already mesh in a little bit of DECA fit. There's a little, yes. little more of a functional fitness CrossFit feel for lack of better terms. And like CrossFitters are a little more inclined to do a stadium because, mm-hmm. you know, there's, a, I like the hundred pound dead ball over there and you got this, you got the, you got the cow, you know, the cows on the bike. And so you could mesh more of, of that in. Let me, let me tell you something. There is no limit to where my crazy brain goes as far as how you can mesh DECA fit, mesh other things in and, and take, kind of hybrid models of, of, of DecaFit. Um, so yeah, that's all, that's, that's all possibilities, man. See, he's trying to say no, but not crush my dreams. <laughs> I, I, I just don't have anything precise. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just messing with this reference. So Yancy, I have two loaded questions for you. The first, mm-hmm. just staying on topic with Joe DeSena and Spartan. Okay. So you play an advocate role really well in the sport of OCR. You contribute, you participated in obstacle course racing, you work closely with Joe, as you, you've mentioned previous uh, numerous times. So tell me, what's your take on Spartan now in comparison to what it was five, 10 years ago? Um, well, I can tell you that it's, it's, a, it's a tough, well, I'll, I'll give you my, my COVID piece and then I'll, then I'll, then I'll say, it. let's pretend COVID didn't exist and then we'll, like, what if we were yeah. going out? Things are freaking tough right now. Be, be perfectly honest with you. It is. Um, um, we generate a lot of revenue by millions of people signing up for for races, and there's just certain industries that are hurting more than than others. Um, I can I can damn sure tell you that we're going to weather the storm, um, and that's in large part because we have a CEO that's a freaking dude. He is a warrior. Yeah, he is. He will not accept no for an answer. He, he on your best day, I, I like to, I tell my high school athletes all the time, like, you, you know, let me tell you one of my traits, guys. And if you take this trait and, and you run with it the rest of your life, you're always going to do well. Don't let anybody outwork you. I'll tell you straight up, you know, if, 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 I'm, if I'm around 1,000 other people and we got a task to do, it's like, I want to be the leader. There's no more, you're not going to outwork me and I'm going to set a good example. Now, you might match me. You can match me, but you're not going to freaking outdo me. Joe's one of those fruits you guys do that you better. You could bring your freaking A game, and he, he ain't going to match him. He got, dude, he is a, he's the energizer bunny, mentally and physically. So he is not going to let, he just has, he has a beautiful vision and the drive to, to see this out. We will see this through. It's going to hurt, and it hurts bad right now. But he's gonna he's gonna see it through. So so right now Spartan today compared to five years ago, it sucks real bad. Now let's pretend COVID didn't exist and we were rolling along 2020 just like we were in late 2019, early 2020. One, I think we have a lot more standardization, which is upsetting for the 10 percenters. You know, some of the some of the old schoolers. Um, but for the magic of for everything that's happened. For all the people that are cyborgs that live on the podiums that we love watching, we love cheering for, you know, the, the first ballot Hall of Famers for OCR, that's great. But by far the biggest thing that OCR has accomplished, Spartan and everybody, is what are we doing today? Because Spartan's had 7 million people race. Well, light bulb moment, guys, that's about, that's one-tenth of one percent that we could get out on a course. They're still, they're still millions of people that have no desire to get out in the mud and the barbed wire on the side of the, the ski slope right now. But what are we doing today 
to get more, the people that aren't thinking about it right now, to get them out there and to enjoy the feeling of putting a race on the calendar and what happens the next six months as you like, as Joe likes to say, when you put the race on the calendar, all of a sudden he's like, I better get off my ass or I'm going to look, I'm going to look like an ass. I'm, I'm going to fail miserably if I don't get on my butt because I got to get over some shit and crawl under some things and I got to navigate this freaking course. And even if you can't do 10 of the obstacles, I still have to navigate that damn course. And that's a challenge in itself. So what are we doing to get more people out? I think we are, we are, we're past the stage of it being about just that the marketing about soul crush hammer you into the ground where we're now way we're still providing an epic tough experience but things have been groomed in a way to be more inviting like like the fact that it's a 5k sprint and a 10k super now that the beast doubles that's still a freaking brutal <clears throat> but just i can tell you right now you know i've coached thousands of people it's a little more inviting when I can give them a specific distance. We've all been there, dude. I've been in the races where the 13 mile beast was freaking 17 miles and the super, the super was freaking 10 miles. And I thought it was going to be eight, yeah. you know, even for an athlete. I know those days. That's, that's, that's <laughs> brutal. So the standardization, the, the fact that a sprint, like I ha I have many clients that you know what you're going to get when you do a sprint. The obstacles are easier. It wasn't always the case. The obstacles are easier. It's it's more attainable. You know, I know in a year from now with athletes that are pretty unfit that I can honestly tell them, hey, a year from now, we're gonna we have a great possibility to run our first uh, obstacle failure free race. So again, I think there's that's great for ninety percenters and the ten percenters that might upset them. But I'm telling you, when you want to win the game, you better cater to the ninety percent. And, and that's what we've done. Arguably one of my favorite races of all time was Battle Frog. Well, light bulb moment, folks. 99% yes. of people walking the planet could never finish that race. I love that race because I was good at obstacles <clears> and I, I always kept my band, which means I could beat people that I could never beat in the Spartan race. But you know what happened at the Battle Frog? 99% of the people that showed up that race went home with their head between their legs, feeling miserable and terrible about themselves because they freaking failed everything. Hell, they didn't freaking complete hardly anything. They went home saying, I failed 13 freaking obstacles. I lost my band within five minutes and it was over. So, you know, that's that was not sustainable. Uh, I think Spartan has done a really good job, truly. they Every meeting you're ever on, if everything doesn't revolve around how to serve 100 million people as fast as possible, it's not a part of the conversation. We gotta, you know, that that's that's a big goal. So anyway. And here's the second loaded question for you. So the sport of OCR itself, okay? You see the culture firsthand in the US, that's where the major players are. That culture plays a big part in our sport and has carried out throughout the world. What do you see is happening now in OCR? The pros and cons. Do you see our sport growing or not? You, you have to, what? Man, I'm going to lean in on something. I, I've, I've worked with a company called Human, makers of Beat Elite, Super Beats for, for seven years. I'm going to lean in on something that our, our CEO, Joel Coher, is a rock star. He actually comes from an ultra-endurance world like Joe DeSena. He says every, every meeting we ever have is like, what got you here today will not get you there tomorrow. Hmm. If you are not innovating, if you are not doing things like one of the most brilliant things that we the Spartan did recently was introducing trail races 
to, so you've, okay. So you've already got a venue it's paid for. Um, you got your freak, you got trails usually already out there. Let's, let's get three, 400 trail races to come out there. And guess what guys, what we're going to do, we're going to have them climb over the A-frame cargo at the end, a nice, safe obstacle that looks a little intimidating, but just about everybody on the planet can do it. And we're going to have them jump over the fire. Ooh, we got two obstacles. <laughs> they kind of, we got these 400 trail races to kind of do a little obstacle racing. It was freaking brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So you, so you got to be innovating. Um, saying yes to, to, to the deck of it thing. So you're providing a little unique opportunities to these current Spartan racers and other people that may, now you're providing an entry level. <laughs> I, think, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take us. Sammy, come here right now. You come here right now. <laughs> this is my, come here. Get up here. You, you got to show. Come here. Come here. This is Sammy, everybody. Oh, who's a good boy? Yeah. They, 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 there's dogs and then there's labs. They get their own category. Um, so you, you got to be innovative. Um, and that's something that, that, that we, you got to be innovative and you have to, you, you have to say, are we, are we creating barriers of entry for the masses or are we trying to knock down those barriers? How can we cater to everybody? That, that was like the key with DecaFit. And that's like with Spartan, it's like, dude, we're, so, so people are like dumbing things down. I, here's what I, I, I waved the bullshit flag on that. Wait a second. And to say, yes, the sprint is now this lower barrier of entry 5k. If you're freaking freak, if you don't like the way we're doing it over here, go sign up for the freaking 24 hour ultra then. Yeah. On the other end, we're taking it to the freaking crazy extreme and we're putting them in Sweden and freaking Iceland. You want to go crazy? we got plenty of crazy for you. So the bookends have actually gotten wider. So it's catering to, to more people. I, I, I can't even remember what your specific question was. I, get me back on track here. Um, I think you're on track. Carlos, so, you know, the, um, that, that's, that's the important <clears throat> thing is when I, before being where we are today, five years ago, I was already saying that I think Spartan and OCR as, as a whole arguably created one of, if not the largest fitness movements the world's ever seen. I, I would say CrossFit falls into that category. Obstacle course racing falls in that category. Spartan's a huge piece of that. Um, you know, the running movement, there's things out there that, are, that created insanely viral fitness movements. I'm going to go on record as saying OCR is the most well-rounded ever because yeah, there, there's a, there's injuries that happen, but it is changed. You know how CrossFit kind of athletes look a little different. CrossFitters look a little different. Yeah. Well, high level OCR athletes look a little different and the general fitness OCR athletes look a little different once they do it for a while. They're very, very functional. And me personally, this is a comparison. And I, I have great respect for our special forces. I, I served in the mil I was a helicopter mechanic, but uh, I served in the military. So I have great res respect for all of them. You know what, you know, Maybe not mentally, definitely not mentally, but you know what physically, you know who high level OCR athletes look like? They look like the best of the best Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, Green Beret, those people that are just crazy well-rounded physically. They have to be able to do everything because you never know what's going to get thrown at you. you. They're not 215 pound guys usually that, that snatch 300 pounds. They're guys that are 
have good strength, good power, good endurance, good strength and power endurance, good balance, coordination, agility. They're good at everything. That's, and here's the great thing about it. Millions of people, they're just general functional, general OCR athletes. They're all better at all of those things. So OCR created a beautiful, beautiful fitness movement. It's the most fun I've ever had coaching. I've coached, I've coached, uh, just about, helped athletes with sports performance in virtually every high school sport you could ever think of. Uh, I've been a running coach, just coached a lot of different stuff. I've, nothing is more fun and more challenging in a great way than coaching OCR athletes because there's always new stuff throwing at us and uh, you just have to be so well-rounded and you can't, you can't be a copy and paste coach. You, you've got to be creative. <laughs> OCR, and now that's the Jack Russell. All right, this is the Jack Russell. Sorry, um, got to be. Um, it takes it takes a well-rounded, creative approach. So, anyway, sorry about the dogs. No worries. No worries. Awesome. One, do you you want to go? Uh, yeah. So here's another one, and uh, I think a lot of people want to know this. It's what are your feelings on Joe DeSena from Spartan? buying out WTM. Scott, you take to take the dogs outside real quick. Thanks, dude. <laughs> um, so I can tell you it, it came from a, it came from a really good place. I know there's always that, you know, back in the day it's always like you got the tough mutter and Spartan friction. So much of that is created by people on social media. Um, of course. Joe, Joe, Joe is, I can tell you right now, Joe is torn up inside that he is not able to, because budgets are crazy tight. There's no revenue coming in. It's, it, it drives him crazy right now that he is not able to serve that Tough Mudder community like he would like to. Um, you know, and probably... I'm going to throw a loose number out there. 50 to 75% of people that do Spartan do Tough Mudder, do Tough Mudder, do Spartan. You know, it's like, if you look at the people, the 3,000 people that are doing World's Toughest Mudder every, or 2,000 people every year, I, they, 75% of them have done a Spartan race. So there's some mesh, but there's, there is definitely a difference in the brands. I, I've known it from an athlete and a coach. It's a little different feel. And that's, and Joe recognized that as a, uh, he has a lot of respect for that, that Tough Mudder community. And it, it's, it's painful to him that um, he, can't, he can't serve them. Um, I, I think one of, the, one of the things I love most about it is that was a very risky move. Crazy risky. Now, he oh, didn't have to do that. Without COVID. Pretend COVID never comes. That's a risky move. But Joe... To be successful, you cannot, you'll never see wildly successful people that get overly hung up on making mistakes, over that overanalyze things. That, you know, you, you, need a, you need a good CPA, you need a good lawyer, you need a good HR director, you need, you need a few good people in some departments that are going to overanalyze things for you, but you got to be able to be risky and aggressive and be perfectly okay with making mistakes. People, the people look at me sometimes like, yeah, so you've done so much. Dude, I screw up every day. I look back at the, even every day, I look back and say, why in the hell did I do that? But you can't, 
you, you can't be afraid to like some of the some of the tight turns on the road of life don't have guardrails yeah. and you gotta you gotta be okay you know i'm, I'm trying to pay a good analogy here if, if if the speed limit, if there's a speed limit side going around this turn that says 40 miles an hour and there's no guardrails, I'm okay hitting it at 41 miles an hour. I'll tell you right now, Joe DeSena is okay hitting it at 42 miles an hour. And, you know, that was a, the Tough Mudder purchase was going around the bend with no guardrails and the sign said 40 and it's hitting it at 60. But you know what? He, he damn sure made it around it on two wheels. And I'm telling you right now, he'll – the creative minds because he I'm going to summarize Joe the best I can for the listeners because I'm passionate about giving people the behind the scenes look on there's so many people that are judgmental without knowing that's right no no here's what makes Joe so stinking successful <laughs> is he believes and trusts people that are just good people that have good ideas none of us are really great but he will listen if you send him a message with an idea he will never i don't he will never shoot you down it could be something on face i like this guy's crazy I, he will allow himself to think about it and and and, and encourage he will make he will he will reply in a way that makes you you gotta, you gotta sell it better. I'm not getting it yet, but you gotta sell it better. And you know what? You might freaking sell it. And, and it, um, he is, he never, this is, you never, ever, ever feel nervous going into a conversation or a meeting with him. And that's huge. You want to be a successful CEO? Don't have all these good people that work for you feeling nervous and shy and, and having a filter. You want them to throw their filter away and freaking spill the great stuff that's going on in their mind or even the good stuff it may just be good you had you if you're if you're the type of leader that curbs people's ideas you're freaking dead in the water joe never ever ever does that you i'm encouraged every day to communicate if i have something to communicate to him or any of his leaders i'm going to do it and if you're a leader under him you better be the same way because it comes from the top we've heard that so many times and that's uh, so I, I got a little off track there, kind of um, talking about Joe. But it was uh, I, I personally love the move because I think it. Um, did you guys feel the same thing I felt? All of a sudden, you know, you had you had the Spartans, ten percent of the Spartans that hated Tough Mudder, and some of the Tough Mudders hated Spartan. All of a sudden, everybody, everybody came together. All of a sudden, yep. Like that 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 we we all kind of became one and. The OCR movement is, it, it needs to be one. It needs to be, uh, we're all competitive, but, but we need to be one, uh, you know, one movie. It's kind of like tackling this COVID thing. There's so much divisiveness, but we got to, dude, we all got to, we all got to band together and uh, we're a lot stronger when we do. It, it would have been an absolute shame to see the Tough Mudder brand die off. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of us out there really thank Joe for stepping up and doing that. There was nobody else that was going to do it. He was the only, he was the last saving grace, last saving grace for it. And, you know, I've, I've often been critical when I see Joe do things that I, I think are crazy or weird or, or strange. Um, not that he knows me from Jack, but, you know, I, I was one of the first to criticize, but this one just, it, it just showed exactly his character and how he feels about the community and how he feels about the sport itself. And he dove in there. Yeah. 
you with the magic of what you just said that people can this will help people is we are definitely more inclined to criticize people that have for lack of better terms a, a much uh deeper level of responsibility than we do in certain things for some of us are more inclined to to critique when like like i i have to admit it daily like i i like to say i get more right than wrong but when i do get something wrong you know i have to have myself open for criticism because i know it's going to come but on the same same token is i it's it, it feels good when we when we provide grace and want to actually serve others when they make a mistake or they do something that we're not a fan of. I can tell you a technique that I, I, I use this in, in behind the scenes coaching classes that I do is anytime I see something on social media where a leader has done something that I think is way off base, a rule that I have is I will never comment. I will never make a comment about that, like bashing that, no. The first thing I do is I'm going to reach out to that person and I'm going to talk to them behind the scenes and I'm going to try to graciously share some of my ideas with them. And that's so freaking powerful because you know how it is. You, you read the 97 comments. It's like, what a jackass, what a loser. That's the stupidest yeah. thing I've ever seen. You're an idiot. You're a jack wagon. It's like the machine gun fire comes, comes in and when when it's you know I, here's what i always say unless you're unless you're breaking down my door to harm my kids there's very few other situations when i can't reach out and try to serve you even when you're being a jack wagon there's you know i can try to we're, maybe we'll both come out of the situation a little better off at the uh the end but yeah man the OCR world has their they got their five or ten percenters that get dude they get crazy don't they i mean they get radical mm -hmm. oh yeah i've had me man i've had people Throw me under the bus and run up, run over me in the back up like six times. <laughs> yeah, they get defensive. We, we they, yeah. they definitely do. All right, Dave, do we have any more time for? No, one? I, I think we could probably go on for about six hours, but I yeah. don't think that we could do that to Yancy. And uh, so, really, Yancy, we want to say thank you very much for coming on here. We in Canada are very much looking forward to DECA coming to Toronto in November. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, the uh, world allowing this to happen. Uh, I know I'm a big fan of the event. I can't wait to get my deck and mark. Um, I definitely can see one and I having a lovely contest on one of those. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Yancy, do you have any shout outs you want to give out to? Or, or how, also, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, what, what I would like to say is for our, for our Canadian friends, I know you're dealing with COVID like we are, um, but we are excited. We do not officially have a deck of strong affiliate gym in Canada yet. I would, uh, I would yes. love, I don't know who that's going to be yet. So for any of the, any of the, the gym owners out there, coaches and trainers that work at gyms, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a terribly simple by design, uh, affiliate program to, to activate at your gym. Uh, we do, we do zoom onboarding calls daily where we, we, we get to know you and we, 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 we break down how it all works. Um, you know, most gyms have six, seven pieces of the equipment already couple of pieces of unique equipment you are in a matter of a week's time you're testing your you have gym members in your gym earning their deck of strong mark and now you are permanently now you are meshed with the spartan and and deck of it brand so we'd love to uh 
please reach out to Jared Cogswell or myself on, on Instagram. Um, but uh, yeah, so with, uh, with, with contacting me, I have uh, probably the easiest way, the catch-all way is my, my Yancey Culp Instagram page, at Yancey Culp, private message me. Uh, Yancey Culp at YanceyCamp.com is, uh, is my email. Um, I have all kinds of fun stuff going on. Again, we, we briefly talked about my, my OCR program. I have, I have hundreds of people across the world in about 18 countries now participating in my premier OCR training program. That's not for everybody. I have an OCR entry level program that, that you can sign up for, which is a fun program because what I see people doing is like six months in, like, hey, coach, can I graduate up to the premier program? Um, we have Coach uh, Taylor Turney and I have a, uh, an awesome running program on there. Uh, we have Corinna Coffin. My, my wife is a retro dietitian. Her and Corinna Coffin manage, um, Corinna Coffin, Spartan Protein member, retro dietitian. They manage the Yancey Kent Nutrition Program. We have an awesome uh, program there. Which, when, when, you, when you dive in, if you understand anything about uh, retro dietitians and, and, and getting uh, awesome nutrition coaching, it's wildly inexpensive. Um, we have some other really cool programs on Yancey Camp. I run, uh, I'm in the, we're in the middle of our 22 day challenge with Yancey Camp. As soon as this one's over, we're going to be launching another one. Great way for people that may not be interested in OCR kind of joining the Yancey Camp community. I kick out YouTube videos daily with that. Um, if you want to connect me with me there, you can text Yancey Camp, one word, to 41259. Make sure you save uh, 41259 in your phone as Yancey. And now we, we are, we're connected. Um, that gives me a wonderful way to connect to my hundreds of people that, that participate in my challenges or people that want to participate in my, my, my challenge. That is through a great, I'll give a shout out to a, a program that I work with there. It's called off day trainer, off day trainer for you, for you, Jim, for you coaches and trainers out there, off day trainer is a wonderful program that can help you organize your, your effective communication with your people. I briefly mentioned that I've been, uh, been a member with uh, human for, for seven plus years. It's, it's the most amazing family. Um, we, we, we bring a lot of respect to the supplement industry, an industry that does, hasn't done a lot to earn the respect of the masses. We, we work very hard. Everything we do is science-based and, um, got a great family over there. Everything we, all the products we provide are truly based around providing great products for the entire human race. Um, uh, have the wonderful opportunity to be, uh, master's coach for power systems. I love the power systems team in Knoxville. Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I'm uh, uh, partners with the uh, with the Spartan Rams guys, and I know you guys heard about the Spartan Ram. We're we're based out of Ireland. Uh, we we introduced the Spartan Ram to the stadium world in 2019. Now thousands of people across the world have the Spartan Rams. Of course, we have those in the um, uh, Decafit in two different zones for one and ten. It's a great uh, recycled training tool that also uh, strength training tool that also acts as a, as a body maintenance device. You can roll with it. You can temper with it. 100% recycled car tires. It's a great fitness tool. You guys can check us out at uh, Spartan.com awesome. or Ramfit.com. The, the Rams are for sale at Spartan. Um, and uh, that's been a blast seeing people get those. And, you know, you, that's a tool you'll have for life. That is a freaking, it is indestructible and a very, very, it's a very good functional fitness training tool. Um, I'm probably forgetting a few, uh, forgetting some things, but um, check us out at yancycamp.com. Just reach out to me if you have, uh, have any questions at all.
Absolutely. And that Spartan Ram provided one of the best finishes in OCR history between uh, Killian and Kent. That was oh just amazing. Gosh, I, mean, I can watch that thing over and over again. It's such a game changer. <laughs> the very first time we plugged him in, we put it in a little earlier. And I, cause I traveled to every stadium race last year um, because of the Ram. And I was like, guys, let's start putting it near the end. And it was such a game changer. Kent, oh. you know, Kent said, I think I'm a little stronger than Killian. He went in like I had a 10 second deficit. And he passed him on that damn thing. And it is so, I mean, I've done several stadiums with that Ram. As an athlete, those 15 burpees, you square in the gut as hard as you <laughs> Every one of those reps suck. And it was a game changer. It was fun seeing how, you know, those Isaiah but all type athletes were like, coach, put more of this stuff like that in there. Yes. And it, you know, the, 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 the stronger athletes um, loved that because that 55 pounds, what we, what we did with DecaFit is we lowered the weight a little bit, but increased the reps. Again, we really wanted it to be for everybody. And there's a few people that that 55 pound, that 30 pound, 33 pound was a little, a little tough for them. But uh, yeah, man, the Spartan Ram, we have a, we're launching a certification in the next couple of weeks, Spartan Ram certification. It's going to be, going to be great. We have some amazing things coming down the pipe with, with Spartan Ram. Um, it's one, it's one of Joe's new favorite uh, training tools. And um uh, yeah, you can order those at, at Spartan.com or RamFit.com. Get to Spartan Ram. That's awesome. Uh, a lot of the challenges that I kick out will have the Ram involved. I always design them in a way where you don't have to have a Ram. You can use other things, but uh, it's a great tool, my friends. Okay, awesome. Jesse, well, this is all the time that we have. I don't know if Dave has any more questions. But... No, no, no. I, I think we've, we've held up, taken up enough of Yancey's oh, time. Yeah. Really appreciative of you coming on and talking with us and being so forthright. When will this, will this go out pretty soon? I'll, I'll kick it out on social. It, it'll be out on uh, Monday morning, 5 a.m. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, like guys. Up here, up here in Canada, truly a lot of people, we all love you, like you. You've done so much for the sport. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to come in on and join us on OCR and Edited, talking to us and getting to know you a little bit better. Thank you, because we'd love to have you on again. Soon. Listen, much love, everybody. Everybody Good. out there, take care, right? Eh? Take care. Big, big focus on the serve. Let's go.